Welcome to the Just Do It podcast, hosted by Anne Duffy. Dental Entrepreneur Women is here to dive deep and share stories with the mission to inspire, highlight, empower, and connect all women in dentistry. Hi, everybody. It is Anne Duffy, and I want to welcome you all to the Just Do It podcast. Thanks for joining us today. I'm very excited to have a special guest um, with my friends at Patterson Dental. They had set this up for me. I've been dying to talk to her because she is a pioneer um, in women in dentistry and comes to us from um, Hawaii, actually, today. She's on vacation. Then what do dudes do? They do what they have to do. And, and here she is on vacation, and she is gracing us with her time today. Um, to do a little talk for you and to learn a little bit about her background and um, where she is and where she's taking all of us uh, today. She is the regional president of the Ohio Valley region for Patterson Dental. And for many years, and you'll love this, she was the only female in this role. The other regional presidents were predominantly male. Hence why we're starting Do Life and getting these, um, these organizations a little more pumped up for women in dentistry. She began her career in the Air Force, and there's all, there are only about 20% that make up the female population in the Air Force and into in the other uh, areas of the um, of service. And she was also deployed to Iraq in 2006. So I can't wait to hear a little bit more about that. And she is instrumental. This is really the important thing. It was instrumental in the launch of the Woman in Dentistry Event and Leadership Series, which is the first of its kind at Patterson, and it focuses on empowering the women dental customers. And I love that because it's been a long time coming. Um, and now that we know that um, more than 52% of the graduating dentists are women and their entire teams are women, um, we are really on our way to really raising all women. And before I get started, I also wanted to say um, something about a dear friend of mine um, who I was speaking to at uh, Chicago in winter, Sue Kump, we all know Sue, and we had that conversation. A lot of you guys know that and it was a catalyst for me starting Dental Entrepreneur Woman because I really wanted to highlight the amazing women in dentistry. They're so smart, so powerful. So um, at the time, five years ago, I thought they were undervalued. I'm thinking we're making some strides in that. And I think that our guest here, Meg Dietzel is one of the ones that's pioneer that is she is pioneering the rise of women in dentistry and beyond. Um, so I'm really excited today, Meg, to hear your story and to uh, welcome you to our podcast. Welcome. Thank you so much. What a generous introduction. I'm super excited to be here. And yeah, thank you for having me. Well, you're welcome. Well, I mean, you got started with in, in the uh, in the Air Force. How in the heck did you go from being in the Air Force to being a regional president in Patterson. Tell us a little bit about the career path. Well, it's a bit of a windy path and we don't have hours and hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep it short. Um, so I graduated college. My degree was in meteorology and I did ROTC through college. Um, I love the military. I've got some military in my family and I was going to be a career military person. Um, I love the structure. I love the leadership challenge. My very first job, I was 22 years old, commissioned as a second lieutenant, and I had 40 troops under me. Oh my and gosh. Diversity. Were- so folks older than me, younger than me. And I mean, crash course, you learn how to be a leader through ROTC and then it's like, okay, now do it. <laughs> so I, and I learned early on how much I loved 
that challenge. Um, the meteorology piece was like, yep, I can do it. I can forecast. I'm a math science person. But what I really loved was uh, leading my team. Um, so my career progressed in the military, and then I deployed to Iraq 06 to 07. Um, and it was, you know, it was an incredible experience. It spanned the whole spectrum of wonderful to, to awful, but learned a ton. But then also realized, you know, I was newly married and I wanted to have a family and it, I wasn't, that wasn't going to work out the way I wanted it to with deployments. So I had to figure out, okay, what's next? <laughs> um, I did a master's degree while I was in the military, um, kind of a broad degree thinking, well, maybe I'll get into sales. Grew up with a dad that was in, you know, medical sales, his whole career management leadership. And so that just seemed like that might be a good idea. <laughs> Um, and so got out of the military in 08, did a couple different things, and then landed at Patterson, ultimately as a territory rep, really only because um, a gentleman by the name of Kevin Parker agreed to give me a shot. I kind of tried to sell him on the fact that I sold forecast every day. I could sell dental supplies, and he was like, oh, that's a stretch, <laughs> but let's see what you can do. Uh, so that's how I started Patterson. That is so cool. I, I so meteorology, and then of course the leadership that you had you you gained and learned and earned in the Air Force. Um, of course, I I would believe you could sell anything to anybody if you believe in it, right? And I mean that's yeah, I could see there even hear the passion in your voice there. So where did you start your territory rep position? So I started in Louisville, Kentucky. So I was born and raised in Louisville, and then you know, went to the Air Force and was gone for 10 years, came back when I got out of the Air Force with my husband, um, and then started there as a territory rep, and was a rep for about four years, and then moved into management, um, so I became the general manager of the Louisville branch, and then I, I was in that role for just shy of two years before moving into the regional president role, which I've been in um, over four years now. Oh my gosh, congratulations, and to be in that role you know, surrounded by men, because as we know, this is why we started do it's like, you know, at the top tier in the C-suite, you know, it's all the men and um, we need, we need more women in it. So that you're, you're really pioneering that because you were one of the very first, re I, I believe you were the, the, the only female regional president for quite some time. And now you're in this role of mentoring. And, and that's Sue said, you're so highly regarded in the company and have mentored so many young women. Um, tell me, how did you get to, or what made you want to start something for women in the role that you're in now in the leadership role, women in leadership? I love that. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I've grown a ton myself over the past couple of years. And I would say when I, when I got the job as a region president, and people were saying, wow, you're the first woman to be in this role and you're the only, and how do you feel about that? And I, I like did not want to talk about it. I just wanted to talk about, you know, yeah. what I do and, um, you know, my background and what I could bring to the role. And I was, I think almost, I would shy away from celebrating the fact that I was a woman because I didn't want anyone to possibly think I got this job because I was a woman. Um, and I, I felt that way for a long time. And so, I mean, I've grown through this journey and realizing that, you know, and as, as diversity inclusion becomes more and more a must at companies and the conversations increasing, I've learned that we do need to talk about that. And absolutely, we all want to get promoted because of who we are and, and our skill set. Uh, but if we also happen to be, you know, a diverse candidate, we should celebrate that and really think about you know, how that perspective um, helps the room and making decisions and setting strategy and things like that. So it took me a bit to, to even want to talk about that. <laughs> um, and then progressing in this woman in dentistry, I mean, I have to give all the credit to our field reps. This really came from um, some strong female field reps that came to me and 
couple other women in the company and said, you know, what are we doing here? Why are we not doing anything to support our female dentist? Um, and again, I kind of had to check myself and think, you know, yeah, I, I should, I am in a leadership position and I should really be leading the charge here. So I took inspiration from them. And this was a team of us that came together and, and thought, okay, what's the need out there? Um, and I think it's really, you know, it's, it's so interesting to think about the dental office and it's predominantly all women. And then you start looking at the stats on practice ownership, um, DSO leadership, and it swings very drastically the other direction. And so why is that? Um, and, you know, I think helping women see that they can do both. They can be moms and wives and they can have hobbies and they can also be strong leaders. And how do you, how do you do that? How do you get there? Um, and so I, this is all about bringing a group of women together and talking through some of those things that are unique to females. Um, and, you know, the few, we, we've had some of these meetings, they've started, it started this first quarter, but we had some um, different branches doing this before. And every time I hear, you know, the, the power of getting a group of women together and the authentic conversation that they're able to have, um, it's just so rich in value. I mean, it's, it's two to three hours, but it, it lasts. I mean, it, I don't want to be <laughs> silly here, but it lasts a lifetime. It really does. I mean, yeah. Knowledge and information that um, really has lasting impact. I think you're, I think you hit on something there, Meg. It's, it is just being able to share about being a woman. And that was one of the things that I used that I say about do is that it's about, we're about women. We just happen to be in dentistry, but we have that common thread. So the women, there are so many things that we hold and take on that are unique to us in our personalities. And even though here you are in the air force, you still were probably taking on some other things that the male, I mean, so many things that women take on that the male counterpart do, do not have to worry about. And we, we just have to, I think it's, you almost have to be a woman to understand all those things, all those plates mm -hmm. that we're spinning. And, um, and I do think the young women, especially the practice owners that I've met, they think they can have it all They're, They really want to be able to balance it. And, but you, you need to share that with other female females in the same situation you're in, because they're the only ones that really can understand it. And I think to open up that dialogue is so powerful. Yes. Yes, I agree. I mean, I think, I know I experienced graduating college and, and you're like, I can take on the world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, maybe you get married or maybe you start to have kids and then you start feeling like, oh my gosh, there's only 24 hours in the day. How can I do all of this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> possible. And at our kickoff event at DS world, you know, I was talking to a young female associate and she was there with the practice owner and, you know, their plan is to transition the practice, but her kids were one in three or two and four. I mean, she was in the thick of it. And she kind of talked to me a little about, you know, I, I hope I can do this. Like she's got high expectations for me. I hope I can make all this happen. And you can see that just some of that doubt was starting to creep in and we had a great conversation. So she's someone that I think, man, if we could just get a good group of women around her um, and they can have conversation on how do you actually do it? Like, what does your day look like? And then, you know, how do you take time for yourself and continuing to grow into that leadership position? She can absolutely do it. Um, but if, if, if you don't have that, you know, she may just hang it up and say, you know what, I, I'm just going to, you know, take a step back from leadership here and focus on my family and, and be an associate, which if that's her choice, absolutely. Okay. But I, I don't want it to be just because she didn't have the right support to become a leader.
And a lot of times we don't know where to look for it, or even that we can look for it. I think, I think women have a hard time sometimes asking for help. And um, I, that's when I think that the great conversations come, come about, Um, you know, self-care. We just had a thing uh, recently on, on self-care for do. And it was one of those things where I I came away from it and and most of us came away and decided we were going to take off the two weeks at Christmas, you know, really take off unplug and gave giving ourselves permission. So it's a lot easier to give myself permission if my sister is giving herself permission and my other sister over here is giving um, herself permission. Then we kind of like all lock arms and, and find ways to be able to um, take care of ourselves and have it be okay and enjoy it. I mean, how often do we get a massage and relax and enjoy it versus say, thinking about how long is this going to take? <laughs> I've got stuff to do. I got to pick the kids up and all this. So it's something about a mindset, isn't it? And, and speaking about it with with people that know and understand what we're talking about. I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, I'm a runner and I always say like, yeah, it's great for my, for my body, but it's even better for my head. <laughs> yeah. And I like to do Pilates and, you know, probably weekly I hear a comment like, oh, I wish I had time to do things like that. Or, um, and it's almost this like, well, you must not have a lot on your plate if you have time to do that. And you've got to be able to say, no, I'm prioritizing that because I am, I can be better for my family. I can be better for my team. Um, if I'm keeping myself well. So yeah, I think we've got to continue to have that message of it doesn't mean that you're more dedicated or better worker. If you, you know, scrap anything for yourself, it you're, you're showing up better for everyone in your life. If you take some time for yourself. Yes, I do. I do believe that. And I also, it's, it, it, it's almost like herd mentality. Now we're hearing it a lot and I think we're doing it and I, we're definitely feeling more successful and, um, more productive in the, in the time, even if we take an hour out for ourselves to run, like you say, clear your mind. Um, a lot of times, even with me, I will get stuck and I just go out for a walk or, um, listen to a podcast or something like that. It just gets me unstuck. And, um, and before that I would just plow right through and just not even, not even leave my, my chair at my desk. And, um, I'm really learning that through, communicating with other women and then bringing them, bringing them together to like, Hey, how do you do it? What, what are you doing? And then, Hey sister, that's okay. Go for it. Do your, do your, do your self-care so you can care for others. Right. Yeah. 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 And I I think even thinking as we continue to grow, I just did a, a meeting with my management team and one of the kind of kickoff icebreaker questions I asked was, you know, what have you read? listen to or watch this last year that's helped you grow as a leader. Um, and, and some of the guys reflected on, you know, their answer was nothing. You know, I, I don't, I didn't feel like I had time for that. And so just the conversation was around not to shame or guilt anybody, but you've got to take time to do that. Like if we just spend our lives in the email and on phone calls and um, day-to-day tasks, like we're not growing. And if we're not growing, what's happening to our teams? Um, yeah. So it's important to, and I said, you know, I calendar stuff like that. I mean, it sounds crazy, but life is busy. And so if I don't calendar when I'm going to do that stuff, it doesn't happen. There's always plenty of other tasks to be done. Yeah. Somebody else was saying that same thing. Like you, you make a, it would be called um, Meg time or Ann time, right? On our calendar. Like this is the time you're going to run, or this is the time I, I actually, I, I am firm with yoga. 
three times a week. And even if I, I said, that is my only thing that I'm, I'm as a hard stop for me is like the yoga from mm-hmm. 1030 to 1130. And it's kind of in the middle of my morning, but that's when my yoga instructor teaches and it's important to me. And if I don't prioritize that, then I will have a week or two go by and I never got any exercise that I, that I really want. And I really crave to help me be creative and more, and, and more productive uh, in the long run. So kudos to you on that. Are you, a, um, have you always been a runner? Um, yeah, mostly. I mean, I didn't, I'm not, I'm not great, <laughs> but I love it. I did cross country in high school. It's very mediocre. And you know, I've done a handful of marathons and I just love the process of training and then kind of getting to a goal, seeing what happens and then doing the and, cycle. And feeling strong, right? I mean, that's yes. the other thing is physically feeling strong because you've got a lot on your shoulders uh, as yeah. far as that. And, and, and how do you feel like, oh, so these groups are going on, you're, you're just getting started with this. Tell us a little bit more how you feel like this is going to roll out, um, you know, even further from what you are right now. Yeah. So you know, we've, what we're doing is we're packaging up content. And so we have about 60 branches throughout the country and we've asked each branch to nominate a facilitator. Um, and so it's anywhere from the general manager to a territory rep, um, in some cases, technology advisor. And so they're going to take lead as a facilitator in their area. We've gone through facilitator training with them. And so we've packaged up content, which is, um, it's video content and then kind of a a walkthrough that they can kind of ask questions and discussion questions. So we've, we learned pretty quickly, that's kind of ease the pressure on the facilitator. They don't have to create the content. So we'll deliver that to them quarterly. From there, it's been fascinating to see, we've got the whole gamut of, you know, one branch is going to do like an eight hour day and they've got different speakers coming in discussion. Um, and then we've got some that are keeping it really simple, come to the branch, got some food, and we're going to, you know, go through this content together and have great discussion time. Um, so I think it'll grow and evolve and, and look really different in every city, which I think is cool. It'll meet the needs of that local community. Yeah, I love that. It's it's not a cookie cutter approach then that way. You know, it's funny because I, I think we were going to have one here in Charlotte, North Carolina. I was actually going to um, open up a breakfast for that. And then COVID okay. came, of course. And so we had to re- we had to cancel. But but things are opening up now. And I think that's going to be the yummy part of it is is uh, getting together, even just for like a coffee clatch or, you know, tea time. I like to call it for us. Um, I've noticed that that is, you know, just that personal connection. Uh, is great. And just as it's something for them, something for them to be able to communicate, make friends. Um, and, and like you were saying, it, it will last a lifetime. Some of these relationships that they're meeting um, when they meet each other and they share their innermost fears. And I think women are good at that. They can get into a situation where it's like a vault mm-hmm. and, um, and share really what's top of mind, what their pain points are. And you get a bun- bunch of women in a room and those pain points will be solved. Do you agree? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I've, I'll be curious here. So our first um, session is about goal setting, personal, professional goals. And then I, uh, I think the next quarter we're going to do, you know, the art of women leading women. But I'm, I'm curious to find out as those sessions kick off, you know, what does the conversation end with? They might start with this, but, you know, it's totally flexible and fluid to take the conversation down the path that the group really wants to talk about. So yeah, yeah and have it flesh out the subject and, and talk through it and, you know, maybe set up some mentorships. I mean, I think when I think of where this could go long-term, I think it could set, we can look a lot of different ways, but I think getting maybe some more formalized mentorship programs going, even an annual event. I mean, I think this could 
we're going to take a, a year to you know have these four quarterly meetings and, and learn from it. But I think it could go a lot of different directions. Well, you speak about mentors. So have you had some mentors of your own in Patterson that have helped you with your career? Yeah, yeah. I'm always, you know, I think I've had as many male mentors, well, probably even more male mentors as I have as female mentors. Um, what's interesting about some different male mentors I've had is, you know, they'll say things like, you know, I was raised by a single mom, like I'm behind you 100%. And they'll give me their perspective. So I've had some fantastic male mentors that have encouraged me to, you know, charge hard. Don't worry about what anybody's thinking or saying. And um, so, yes, it's been fantastic. And, and on the female side, um, yeah, I mean, Andrea is definitely, she's inspirational and I would consider her a mentor. Um, you know, my sister's seven years older than me. So she's probably my number one female mentor. She's a trailblazer herself. She's an Olympian. And so, and she's, we're very different personalities. So she will always provide that kind of counter perspective to me. So she's usually my first phone call when I need um, some mentorship, but yeah, you know, you can't do this alone. So I would encourage everyone to find, you know, a couple folks that you can call at, at a moment's notice and and they'll just listen to you and maybe provide a couple of thoughts or counterpoints to what you're saying. Yeah, I love that because we we always say call a do, right? It's like <laughs> call somebody that knows your thing. And because it's so funny, because I mean, I'm married, I'm 46 years in here, and my and you know, I will like I at the end of my day, I want to tell my husband everything. And I mean, he says he can he's he can hear me or he's listening when he's watching <laughs> the sports center, reading the, the the paper and on his iPad, but I don't really think he's hearing me. And um, that's when I think, like you said, you have your sister and I, I have a sister as well. And, and, you know, she's one of my go-tos and then some of the do's in here, I always tell everybody, you know, Hey, listen, if you're, if you need help, call somebody. And then you will, we're growing this Meg. This is what's so cool about, and I just want to shout out to Patterson because you guys have been there from day one for me. And um, even in Charlotte, I just finished my career as a hygienist after 46 years, I was wow. five days, five hours a week. But we have a great Patterson rep uh, in our practice, uh, Kyle Brown, and um, he's always been just super neat and a great guy. Uh, we've loved working. To- I loved working together with him uh, and the way Patterson has supported do and the women in dentistry. I mean, they were on board from day one. And I think that speaks so highly of the company to begin with, because they see that they saw the need. And then with you coming in and bringing this uh, to fruition, the women in leadership, it's perfect for you with your leadership skills that you've gained, obviously in the airport air force at the age of 22, that it just blows me away. Um, that you, you were, you know, it's not, you know, obviously you've had leadership written all over you since you were a young little girl. I don't know if you would say that you were a bossy little girl, but they say that bossy little girls make great leaders. What I guess we could ask your, your older sister, what she thought. <laughs> yeah. It's funny you say that. I have a seven-year-old daughter and she has a shirt that says, um, I'm not bossy. I have leadership skills. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh my gosh. We're going to celebrate that. And she is, one would call her bossy. That's um, great. Say it's something I've grown into. I mean, I actually was, I was never shy, but I, um, I don't know that I had a ton of confidence and, and, but I was, you know, my parents kind of pushed me to try new things and it's something I've been drawn to, but I had to work on the, you know, confidence and you can do this and deploying with a huge piece. I mean, that taught me so much. I think all of us are capable of more than we ever even probably stretch ourselves to dream of. 
so when you in a situation like that, um, and you know, the moment I landed, my self-talk was, and, and I'm, I have a strong faith. And I was like, God, if you can just take me out of this situation, you know, I'll do anything. <laughs> and then, yeah. uh, that didn't happen. And I was there and it teaches you like, no, you can do hard things. Like, you know, you can wow. push and learn and, and you're resilient and you're stronger than you ever knew you were. So I think situations like that too help you kind of progress down your leadership path. Yeah. It's, it sounds like you didn't ask, actually ask for leadership uh, positions, but they, they gave them to you and you grew into them. And I mean, something about you though, they, 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 they saw something in you and they gave those opportunities to you and without you even seeking them out. But then you look back on your life and you're like, you know what, and this is something about women to make, you know, you look back and you say, you know, I am a leader and you know, women, we don't t- uh, toot our own horns much, but I mean, think about what all you have done and you're really, you're young, you're just getting started. I mean, you, you know, who knows? I, I can't wait to see where your career path takes you. Are you still in Louisville? I'm still in Louisville. Yes. Yeah. I love that city. It's such a cool city. We, um, Tom and I just went to the Galt house. We actually had part of our honeymoon at the Galt house. And, um, we just went, went back, uh, we were going up to Chicago and we stopped in, uh, recently it was old memories, but the city is so beautiful and it's a great place to raise a family and, um, and, uh, grow your role, uh, as the regional president. Do you, where do you, do you have goals or are you just one step at a time and ha- you have future goals for yourself? Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I definitely have goals. I think, you know, going along with this conversation, it was only a couple of years ago that I thought, you know what, Meg, dream big. It's okay to call out those goals, you know, to yourself on paper, to my husband, to my mentors, like, this is where I want to get one day. Um, at the same time, I've let go of the, you know, I have to know what role I'm going to be in in 12 months from now. Like, I'm just going to let it evolve, um, do my best every single day. But I've just gotten to the point where I'm like, it's okay to call out goals. And if, if, if you don't, if you don't miss them, if you don't make them, that's okay, but you might make them and you're never going to make them if you don't actually set that. As a goal. You don't actually strive for them, right? Exactly. But again, that's where faith comes in, right? I mean, I always think, you know, God's plan is better than ours. And um, Absolutely. so I'm, I'm a, I'm a goal setter. I'm a Lucy. I, I, I set loose goals for myself and, um, yes. and then um, again, do the best I can every day and, um, and see where, where he lands me and where I get, I'm landed, I think. Cause yeah. um, you know, again, it's um, it is a journey and we're, you know, you never know what the next step will be or what's going to happen and where you're going to, um, what you're going to be presented with. Do you yeah. have advice for the next generation of female leaders that are, that are looking, I mean, looking up to you. Cause I, I look up to you. I just met you today and I'm just like, wow, just to think of, um, you know, a, a young mom um, with this big role and that women are, they're coming into Patterson, especially this right now with this company, looking up to you and say, well, gosh, Meg's doing that. Maybe I can someday um, be in that position. So do you have advice for the next generation um, of female leaders? Yeah, I think, uh, well, first of all, I'd say dream big. I mean, don't limit yourself. I think we women, especially we have self-limiting thoughts. Um, push through those, bounce your ideas off other people, but dream big. Um, If I were to give some homework, I mean, the the book that had the most impact on my life career-wise and as a woman was Sheryl Sandberg's book, Lean In. Mm. It was foundational for me and I probably read it, I don't know, eight years ago, right after it came out. 
Um, and hearing how she is, approaches her career and who she is as a leader and how she balances family um, and makes it work. And she addresses all of the, you know, the buzz that people will say about, I want to raise my own kids, you know, the things that they say to you as yes. you're trying to figure out and, and get babysitters and things like that um, really helped me to see how it can be done, how my husband and I can work together to do that. So read that book. I, I think it's fantastic on helping you, you know, push your, push your mind forward. And then, um, you know, find, like you talked about, you know, some do's, um, but find some folks around you that um, really believe in you and, and you believe in them and, and, and can have those relationships. I think I always say I'm in, I'm in the thick of it. I mean, I'll tell you, I'm 42 years old. My kids are 14, 12 and seven. So we are just in the thick of it with life, with activity and, you know, um, my travel and career. You've got to find time to have a coffee or have a glass of wine with another woman um, that's got your back and you've got their back and you can just talk through how things are going. Those, you know, maybe a few hours a month um, are just nourishment to your soul and to keep going forward. So keep that as a priority. And um, as you, as, as we talked about before, just having, creating some time for yourself um, is important. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You really are in the thick of it though. It's such, it's such a good time. You know, you don't want to miss all that. It's a lot of fun with the kids, but you know, they get into the certain age and then they're okay with mom, not even being there half the time. They're like, okay, bye. See, when are you leaving mom? This is good. We get to have a, you know, uh, grilled cheese and, and tomato soup tonight because we're doing our own thing. So it is, it is great that, um, you've got a partner too. I always think, you know, behind every great woman is, is can be a, a great man that's helping, uh, with that partnership. Right. And then the kids, yeah. the, you know, the other thing, Meg, I think, I think it's a strong message for our daughters and our sons that we have our own lives and our careers are important as well. And that they have to manage themselves a little bit. You know, sometimes I think that if we give them everything, then they, they don't ever realize that they can, they can do their own thing. So, um, or be the best they can be because they've been taken care of their whole life. And sometimes I think we, we do, it's, it's good for us to step away every once in a while and let, um, and, and let the, the, the chips fall where they may, and, uh, we will help pick them up when we get home, but it's, it's still, um, looking back on your career, you'll see that actually once the kids get into uh, their high school and in college, then it's going to open up again. So I love the fact that you're staying with your career. And that was one of the reasons I started to do as well. I wanted to keep these amazing women in the career because we need them in dentistry. And yeah. it's, it's set, and, and, and we should lead. I like the other thing you said, it lends itself to leading with feminine leadership. And what Cyril Sandberg says a lot is that it's a different kind of leadership, but it's a very powerful leadership. And I think instead of ignoring it and trying to, and you would probably recognize this from being in the Air Force and being one of the few women in your position, that you can bring your own personality, your own femininity to the leadership uh, opportunities that you have been given. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can remember early on as a region president, um, you know, having some comments and conversations about just that I was different and I was thinking, huh, that's interesting. But, you know, I, I'm asking people questions like, how are you doing? How's your family? You know, bringing that we're, we're like a whole person. So we're not like two halves that are just separate. Of right. work. So having those conversations, I think women are often more perceptive. They're, they're usually more emotionally connected 
Um, so I, it's a powerful form of leadership. It, it, it definitely looks different. Um, but again, I think when you, when you get into a room with a table um, of people, it, it's great to have all of those different backgrounds um, and diversity in there, really thinking about how is this going to impact the organization? You know, is this the right next step for us? Yes, those questions that, that only women can ask sometimes. I mean, and I love that you are in a position now to, you know, bring your, you know, hold your hand down to the young women that are that are striving for positions like you're in and you can bring them up and then still be able to look for other mentors. Because I always feel like the mentors, um, even though I'm probably the oldest, one of the oldest, uh, I say I'm sage at this age. But I learned so much. I would say I'm a men I'm a mentee to many young women and and you included uh, in the industry. So it goes both ways. It's just again about building this wonderful, safe relationship that you have started uh, in your company and it's going to go from here and beyond. So I'm I'm so honored that you took your time off today to spend some time with us. Tell us a little bit about how you got where you are. And, uh, and where you're going. I wish you all the best with your, your kids and your husband and, and your work. And I mean, you've got it going, Meg. I'm telling you, you just keep it up. I'm glad that you're having a little bit of a, a you time on vacation, but look at you. You took some time out for us today and it means a lot to me. So thank you so much. Thank you. It was a joy to talk to you. I, it's funny because I, I usually kind of preach like when you're on vacation, be on vacation. And I'm pretty good at that. But when Sarah um, pitched this over to me, I was like, this is fun. Absolutely. I'm going to do that oh. <laughs> to meet you and talk with you. So thank you so much for your time and for asking me to, to join you today. Well, you keep doing you, you are, you are wonderful. I, I've heard so many great things about you. I was finally got a chance to have a little conversation with you and I look forward to seeing you sometime soon and yeah. uh, we'll get a hug from each other and maybe we'll have a, a either a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and uh, continue this conversation. I would love that. That'd be great. Thank you. Ann. Thank you, Meg. And thanks for everyone listening. Um, shout out to Patterson again, you guys. I mean, they are, if you, if you're a, um, if you're in Patterson or you're a, uh, one of the dentists that they take care of or a team member, and you want to reach out and find out more about this program, please reach out to us or to Meg. We'll, we'll figure out that in the show notes on how you can get more information on this to grow with this company and with the women in dentistry. Ladies, Keep doing you. And thanks for joining us today. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Just Do It podcast hosted by Ann Duffy. To learn more about dental entrepreneur women, to share your story, or to join the movement, please visit our website, do.life. That is D-E-W dot life. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app to make sure you don't miss an episode. And in the meantime, keep doing you.